Welcome to the True Crime Fighters Podcast. There's a huge amount of interest in true crime stories, but very little is told of the heroes that fight horrific crime. Whether it be law enforcement officers or everyday citizens, we tell their stories on the True Crime Fighters Podcast. I'm John J. Wiley. I'm a retired Baltimore police sergeant. I'm also the host of this and the Law Enforcement Today radio show and podcast. Get access to unique news stories, op-ed stories, videos, our free app, and much more at letradioshow.com. That's letradioshow.com. Be sure to check out the Be Heard tab. Look for the Law Enforcement Today radio show and podcast. Also check out the LET Podcast Network with numerous great podcasts to choose from. He was the first Secret Service operative killed in the line of duty. His murder prompted several new laws, including a pension for federal agents killed in the line of duty. Don't go anywhere. We'll return to the True Crime Fighters podcast in just a moment. All too often, we find ourselves getting asked, where can I find other great podcasts? Do you have any suggestions? Because of this, we decided to create our own network of podcasts here on Law Enforcement Today. You can access top podcasts about law enforcement on our website and free app. Head to letradioshow.com, click the Be Heard tab, and there you will find our network link where we will continue to add podcasts from first responders and more. Remember, that's letradioshow.com to find out more information about Law Enforcement Today, our podcast network, and to download our free app, letradioshow.com. On November 3rd, 1907, Secret Service operative Joseph A. Walker was shot in the back by a shotgun blast while investigating a land fraud deal at a coal mine near Durango, Colorado. At that time, in the Old West, there's a great deal of mistrust between rural Colorado and the government. This was still the Wild West at the time. In January 1906, on Main Avenue in Durango, Sheriff William Thompson had died in a shootout with the acting city marshal. While some say it wasn't as violent as is portrayed in the media, it was still a wide open time. Joseph A. Walker was born in 1856 in Buffalo, New York. He earned a law degree and at age 32 joined the Secret Service. He was assigned to President Grover Cleveland in 1894. Later, he moved to the services office in Denver and that's where he lived in 1907 with his wife, Alita, and their son, Robert. His investigation of land fraud brought him to Southwest Colorado, U.S. Secret Service, and assigned to the Omaha District at a compensation rate of $5 per day. Around the turn of the century, homesteading claim fraud spread all over the West. The corruption caused President Roosevelt to activate U.S. Secret Service operatives to investigate. On November 3, 1907, operatives Joseph Walker, Thomas Callahan, and two other agents were dispatched to investigate a homestead claim near Durango. They discovered an air shaft in the ground. Operative Walker stood guard outside the hole, and the other three slid down the rope to the bottom of the shaft. 
Inside, they found a cavernous coal mine. While the three men delved deeper, they heard gunshots and rushed to the opening. Their rope had been tossed into the hole, and they were trapped. For hours, they tried to climb out of the cave. Finally, one of them made it to the rim and found Joseph Walker dead from multiple gunshot wounds. On Saturday, the day before, November 2nd, 1907, operatives Joseph Walker, Thomas Callahan, and two other agents were dispatched to investigate a homestead claim near Durango. When they traveled up to the area to investigate closer, it appeared they were followed. The next morning, they ventured to the site of an air shaft used to ventilate the mine. While Joseph Walker stayed on the surface, Callahan, engineer John Chapson, and local miner Tom Harper, who tipped them off on a possible illegal mining, dropped a rope 65 feet into the air shaft and climbed down. They crawled along the tunnel about three feet high for about 25 feet, and as Callahan later wrote, we were very much surprised to find ourselves in the main workings of a large coal mine. Meanwhile, William R. Mason had confronted operative Joseph Walker on the surface. Two men who approached on horseback, William R. Mason and Joseph Vanderweed, were not at all welcoming. Mason, the superintendent of the mine, owned the land. Vanderweed, his neighbor and a fellow miner, carried a double-barreled shotgun. Something was horribly wrong. The agent, geologist and miner, crawling in the mine, heard what sounded like gunshots coming from the surface. When they returned to the bottom of the air shaft, they were dismayed to find the length of rope, their lifeline to the surface, in a pile on the floor. Secret Service agent Thomas Callahan, geologist John Chapson, and miner Tom Harper were so worried for their well-being that they quickly wrote reports and pinned them to their undershirts. Their options were limited. They could exit out of the mine's main entrance. But was that just walking into a trap? Harper, the miner hired by Walker, started climbing freehand up the air shaft. He fell back a couple of times, but kept at it, and somehow scaled 65 feet up the rounded logs that framed the shaft. Harper said at the trial that he saw Walker's body, ran his hand down under the vest, and found no heartbeat. He reset the rope, and the two others joined him. The three inspected Walker and discovered multiple wounds, one in his neck, which no doubt killed him. All in all, they'd been underground for about 75 minutes. Though two suspects were arrested shortly after the shooting, the mine superintendent and his associate were both found not guilty because key witnesses refused to testify against them. A year later, both suspects reportedly died by suicide. Operative Joseph Walker was the first U.S. Secret Service agent to be killed in the line of duty, and his death was not in vain. As a result of the land fraud investigations conducted by the U.S. Secret Service, millions of acres of land were returned to the government. These investigations and Walker's death led Congress to pass a law prohibiting the Justice Department from borrowing U.S. Secret Service operatives for investigations. As a result, eight U.S. Secret Service operatives were sent to the Justice Department in 1908 to form what is now known as the FBI, Federal Bureau of Investigation. Fact is that the government did not offer any compensation to Walker's widow. She had to pay to have his body returned to his hometown and pay for the funeral, but they did let her collect his wages up until the day he was killed. There was no federal statute at the time to cover federal employees. Mr. Walker, not a rich man, and his wife was left with only a small bank account 
As a result of the killing, two new laws were asked for by President Roosevelt. One of these was a pension for families of government agents who necessarily risked their lives to gain evidence for prosecution, and a second was a statute making the killing of an on-duty federal officer an offense against the United States as well as against the state. People in the region were fixated on the trial, which began at 9 a.m., April 25, 1908, in Durango. Assistant District Attorney George Lane told the jury, you would give your neighbor's dog more consideration than Mason gave operative Joseph Walker after he shot him. No less than President Theodore Roosevelt spoke out about the murder of Joseph Walker in a letter to the Attorney General and Secretary of the Interior. Quote, I trust every effort will be exerted to prosecute vigorously every violation of the land laws which Walker was investigating, end quote. But in the end, the jury found the prosecution's case inconclusive and acquitted the two men on May 2nd. The federal government didn't give up easily. A deputy U.S. marshal arrested Mason and Vanderweed as they left the Durango courtroom, serving them with federal warrants for conspiracy to murder. And ultimately, despite Roosevelt's plea, 1,400 indictments were dismissed and nobody in the southwest Colorado area ever was prosecuted for land fraud. So, did Operative Joseph Walker die in vain? Perhaps not. A couple federal laws were inspired fully or in part by Walker's death. Congress made it a federal offense to kill a U.S. officer, allowing future such cases to be tried in the federal system. Also, a new law created a pension for families of U.S. agents killed on the job. To investigate cases such as land fraud, the Justice Department, under Roosevelt's executive authority, took several Secret Service agents and created the FBI in 1908. Operative Joseph A. Walker served in the Secret Service for 19 years. He was survived by his wife and son. Sources DurangoHerald.com ODMP.org ChinookObserver.com Another episode of the True Crime Fighters Podcast will be available soon. Get more details about the True Crime Fighters Podcast at our website, TrueCrimeFightersPodcast.com and check us out on Facebook. Look for True Crime Fighters. True Crime Fighters.